All right. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Here we are. Everybody made it to the building here. Timely. You guys know that the whole in North America, we do that time change thing, and that is purely satanic. That is a ritual from hell. They're messing with time. It has to do with everything with Satan wanting to time splice his eternal loop so he doesn't have to go to hell. That's what he's thinking. He's got his own game plan. And they're going to take time and space, which God made a physical thing, a mathematical thing that they can manipulate. But not, God's not going to let them manipulate it. It's his timeline. He's going to salvage it. They're going to get close and closer and closer, they think. And uh, God's going to stop all that. You know, right now we're in the middle of the, in, the, the hugest ritual. We're coming to the end of, of the American ritual, guys, because we're coming to the end of America. And then they'll move on. And this whole time thing of the clock, Jesus is the watchmaker. Jesus gave us time. He belonged to eternity. And then when he created us, he created light. And he divided the light from darkness. And then he gave us the sun, moon, and stars and gave us time. He, and the Bible tells us in Genesis 1.14 that it's for time and dates and seasons and everything else. And the very first thing it's for is signs. God gave us the sun, moon, and stars for signs, signals. Are you convinced that God is a signaling God? He's always sent his prophets to signal his wrath, his judgments, his terror. When you uh, got an Edom that God is ready to destroy, he comes up with an Obadiah. And says, Obadiah, you cry out against Edom. And when he's got a uh, Nineveh to cry out against, he brings up a Nahum and a Jonah. And he cries out against it. Nahum cried beforehand. Jonah cries in the middle of the city. And God always sends criers along before the destruction so men will have time and opportunity to repent. He sent Isaiah, Jeremiah, right, to Israel, to the southern kingdom of Judah. God always does it. How many of you agree that that is God's M.O. Just before destruction, he sends men along to warn of that destruction so people can get on the boat. He did that with Noah before there was a Bible. Okay? Noah was that Bible. He was that preacher of righteousness, man. And God is looking for those people today, and people hate those people today. If your pastor this morning is not preaching against the wiles of the devil and how close we are to the destruction of the United States of America, he's off key. He's not even singing in the same songbook as God in heaven is, okay? Today in God's songbook, we sing about, you can go ahead and buy, buy your house here below, because I'm looking to the heavens, and if you look to buy your house here below, you can bank on fire or water, destroying it some, somehow, some way. Your washing machine backing up, whatever it is, it's going to be destroyed by water and, and fire. But we're looking for a mansion above that'll never be destroyed, that's eternal, amen? God made it for us. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And before all that, he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare this place, I'll come again and I'll receive you unto myself so you can enjoy that place while everybody else is having hell on earth for those seven years. Aren't you thankful for the rapture? How many of y'all believe in the doctrine of the rapture? How many of y'all believe it's pre-trib rapture? How many of y'all believe God wants us to know about it? And the destruction's coming. You see, the destruction is going to be simultaneous with the rapture. The Lord's laid it on my heart today. We're going to look at three Bible codes that we looked at back in November, but uh, they're fresh today and we've got to keep them in our minds because why? God's about to destroy the United States. Okay, He's going to start with the United States and God told us that he is. 
He told us in his Bible code. Guys, you better embrace the Bible code as the word of God, the very word of God, not just an idea in a storybook. This ain't like uh, somebody taking the story of Samson and making little illustrations and making a little storybook on it with, you know, we're going to make up our own little words to, to make the kids happy and cute and remove the word of God. That's not what a Bible code is. The Bible code is the very word of God using the words of God in a timely manner and fashion. God showing us how amazing he is by unlocking the entire Bible and intertwining it, putting it together to tell us what he wants us to know at this time. I have 10 very good friends who left this Bible study because they wouldn't believe. They were unbelievers in the things of God and his enormity and what he can do, what he has done, and they didn't like it. If you're going to keep preaching those Bible codes, we're leaving. I said, see ya. Go find you another Bible study. Because right here, we're preaching the word of God, the very word of God. And right now at the end of America, when God's about to destroy it, guys, when we say destroy, we're talking the whole country. Do you not think that he would send prophets along to warn of that too? Would he not do that to warn everybody in America to repent and turn their hearts to the living God? Yes, he would. And he has done that. We're going to look at a Bible code from November 16th about the Russian Poseidon. And how God is going to use the destruction to take the United States out. We're going to look at three different ones if we get through them this morning. But this is the Bible code. You better embrace the Bible. You better embrace the word of God this morning. Okay? You better know what the word of God is and you better love it. And you know who I found who loves the Bible code? Those who love the plain text. You know who I found who doesn't love the Bible code? People who struggle with reading the plain Bible every day. They say, oh, I trust the living God. I love the Lord. Amen. They'll even holler at church, but they don't read their Bible. There's a big difference in loving the word. Guys, you love Jesus when you love his word. That's what he said. He said that. You love me when you regard my word highest above everything. That means everything else takes a back seat to it. Hold on. I got to read my Bible first. That's, that becomes the cry of our hearts because we love the Lord. I need to hear from him before I perform any duty today. Before I get out there in the middle of this mess, I need to hear from God. And that's the heart cry of a man after God's own heart. And even men after God's own heart, when they quit reading the word of God, will fall into sin, King David. And us too. Every one of us are prone to that. That's why aren't you thankful for a no-so salvation, an eternal salvation. When Jesus saves you, he keeps you saved. Aren't you thankful for that? All right, we're going to look at November 16th, 2022. The Russian Poseidon will destroy New York City in the near future. This thing is capable of creating a 500 meter, that's a 1,600 feet, 1,600 feet tsunami wave. That's what it was designed for. It was designed to take out America. That's what the Russians are saying. I think it's in this code here. This thing is capable of making a 500 meter radioactive radioactive it's going to explode radiation into the water okay when it comes and that water will be just filled with radiation as it comes on land and takes out america and creating a 500 meter radioactive tsunami the american people have no idea that their nation's destruction is imminent you guys know today was part of that destruction ritual right the time the timing of it you know that today is they're selecting the March Madness teams and March Madness begins on the 14th with the first four. When you think of the first four, what are we thinking of? The first four horses riding, right? And just before all that happens, it's going to be initiated in the United States of America. America, the destruction of America is what will bring about the need 
for a world leader and a one world government. And God loves it. God loves it. He sits in heaven and laughs at their calamity. And he mocks when their terror cometh. The Bible tells us that in the book of Proverbs, that wisdom does that. And wisdom is God. And the fear of the Lord will get you there too in wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Then we learn later in the book of Job, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. To cry out, God himself is wisdom and he lets us in on him. Aren't you thankful for that? What is his is ours. Be in Christ and Christ Jesus in us. The American people have no idea that their nation's destruction is imminent. Guys, I'm telling you, man, it could happen on April 17th. April 17th is the anniversary of Jesus' actual crucifixion date, okay? And Texas Rex sent me another. He's a, he's a mathematical guy, ex-Navy. And uh, he sent me some more numbers. He, he said, you know, if the destruction happens on the 17th, the very next day will be the 18th. And you count your 1260 days from that. He says, God, God sends the two witnesses back, the two lampstands back the next day after the water's calmed a little bit, assuaged. And he says the count dates will take you to the 21st of December. What's that usually? The winter solstice, right? Right. And it's uh, the, the worship. That, that's the big, high, holy day of worship for these guys. These Satanists. And Barack Obama talking about winning the war on Christmas. That's when he kills the two witnesses. Uh, 1,260 days into this thing. Three and a half years into it. It'll take you from the 18th of April this year Count those days out, take it to the 21st of December on 2026, right? Are these days real to us? Are, are they just as real to you as they are to God? I pray that they are. I, I pray that you're not in the middle of this ether nebulae that just is not real. And you're traveling through time and space to a place where no man has gone. Get back down here to earth. Why don't you read the Bible and understand the heart of God, okay? And, and let things, faith, be tangible things to you and not ether, not invisible breathless ether let it be real to you because that's what faith is the substance 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 of things hoped for evidence 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 of things not seen and god's given it to us and he makes a note right here 666 is among her that's what god says in this code and he lets us know what what that's talking about barack obama signed that trade tower beam y'all remember that when he took that white beam it's the highest beam in the trade tower and he wrote the uh we remember, we rebuild, we come back stronger. Remember that? Va, 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 666. He put that at the top of that tower after the two towers had fallen and they recreated this new tower in its new image. And at the top of that tower, he placed that beam. Okay, so that's what the 666 is among her will mean in this code. The Poseidon, that's this nuke uh, that they've made. Uh previously known as the Russian codename Status-6. It's an autonomous nuclear-powered unmanned underwater vehicle under development by Rubin Design Bureau capable of delivering both conventional and nuclear warheads. It is a terror weapon. Now, this is what was said by the former U.S. Secretary of State. He said it's a terror weapon and it was designed to kill or traumatize the inhabitants of the American coastal cities. So these are facts that are happening. They're looking in the camera right now, the Russians, both uh, their top generals and Vlad himself. We're coming after you, America. We're going to kill you on your own shores. They're saying that. They've been saying that directly to the camera for the last two months. Okay? We're coming after you. 
It's a terror weapon. It's been designed to kill or traumatize the inhabitants of the American coastal cities. And here's the code. This is God talking. This is the word of God sent to us in warning for these people who are about to be destroyed. The main purpose is for the Jews and the other Gentiles in the tribulation. Is it in God's MO to send a warning to the people he's about to destroy all the way through the Bible, beginning with Noah without the Bible? Yes, God has an MO. He's made it easy for us to find out his ways, though his ways are past finding out. Aren't you thankful he lets us in on some of them? And this is one of them. His regularity, that, that's why he loves preaching. That's why he sends preachers. That's why he sends prophets who will go out and watchmen who will look and observe the world. Uh, there's a bank run for your money. Two banks have closed in the United States of America this past weekend. Okay, the Fed closed them and stole the rest of their money. Why did they need that exact amount of money that they stole? Because it'll run our country for one more week. The multiple billions that they stole from them will run our country for one more week and keep us from going straight down, down, down. They need us to stretch this thing out. Stretch it out. Stretch it out. And so meanwhile, people are watching, oh, Final Four and all this other stuff going on around them. All part of the ritual, all part to bring us down and nobody knows it. Wells Fargo, people stood in line on Friday afternoon and yesterday trying to get their money out of the bank and they couldn't do it. Also, many deposits are missing from Wells Fargo. Oh, we don't see that you made that deposit, sir. They're stealing their money as it arrives. And the Bank of America yesterday announced the United States of America is very close to defaulting on its debt. And what that means is we are going to go to the bottom of the trash barrel, the bottom of the outhouse in all things world. We're going to the bottom and God has sent his people here to cry out to you, not to tell you how great things are. And boy, hang out with our fellowship here in a, in a couple hours. You know, when we were reading the prophets, God hated the fact that people would gather in fellowship and just eat. That's what he says over and over. You guys have gathered for your corn and your wine. He said, how come you haven't gathered in prayer? How come you don't know what time it is and you're crying out and, and concerned for your family and your people? God has been sick of it then. He's sick of it now. And he's about to judge this United States of America. And here's what he says in his translation in this code table. Poseidon made desolate throughout. 666 is among her. So he's saying New York City. He's saying he's also going to take out that tower. The shadow of death is in the land. The Russian Poseidon to destroy the USA with the arms of a flood shall they be overflown from before it. I'm crying out. The watchman crieth. God is on his way, America. God is here to destroy you and he's going to use his enemy, the Russians, to do it. They've hated him forever. They're atheists. God says, I'd much rather have atheists than a bunch of folks who say they're Christian and are not. And I'm going to use that atheist to kill all you liars. All you people who are not living in the truth. All you people who've carved out your own image of God. And you like that little fella. And you set him in the corner wherever you need him until you need him. Then you cry out aloud, Lord, help us. God's helping you. He's sending you a watchman saying he's about to destroy this place. You better get saved. You better understand that you're on your way to hell. That is all our defaults. And you better get saved. And those of you who claim that you have placed your faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, you better repent. 
Read Revelation chapter 2 and 3. It's the church that needs to repent. It's the church that needs to lay itself on top of the Bible and look exactly as the word. Jesus Christ being conformed in you, and that's his whole purpose. He brings the fire, he brings the judgment until Christ be formed in you. Is that not our Apostle Paul? That's the idea. That's the, that's the hope of the gospel is to get me away from my old man to have a, have a funeral for me every day I wake up. What did David say? I will be satisfied when I awaken your likeness. That is the day of the rapture he was referring to, the day of the resurrection, because none of us will be perfectly in the likeness of Jesus Christ till then. But God in his grace allows us to get closer and closer and closer to his likeness because we have likened ourselves under the scriptures. We say, I like that. I believe that. I'm going to do that part. Or you haven't done that. If you haven't liked the scriptures and likened yourself to the scriptures and been an overlay of the scriptures, you are in rebellion until right now. If you don't recognize that what I'm telling you is a word from God, you are in rebellion until right now. And you better hear the voice of God. He says, I'm coming with nukes, homie. Ezekiel 26, the 26th book with the 26th chapter. 26 is the number of the gospel. It's the number of the Lord Jesus Christ, yod heh vav -Hey. That is 26. And he shall set engines of war against your walls, and with axes he shall break down your towers, 666. By reason of the abundance of his horses, their dust shall cover you, their weapons, their weapons. Remember, we're going to be flooded on the coastlines with water, and we're going to be destroyed in the Midland with their firebombs, with their nukes, hypersonics. Nobody can stop a hypersonic, especially you guys heard the news that the Russians were out on our East Coast this past week, were discovered out there, but they were in at the edge on international waters floating in. And all you need to do is have one of those planes take off from one of those carriers and at low level fire a hypersonic. Nothing can stop it. Nothing can stop it at low level. Nothing can stop it at high altitude. But especially at low level, it can't be detected and it can't be fired upon because your silos are, are ground level and they, when they first come out, your, your, your missile's doing that and finding itself. And it ain't going to hit nothing at, at a hypersonic speed. And they're coming in by, and by the reason of the abundance of his horses, their dust shall cover you. Your, this is Ezekiel. You guys remember that God does this in pattern because God wants everybody to know that he's about to kill, that he's about to kill them and he doesn't want them going to hell when he does. You guys remember all that all the way through the Bible, Ezekiel. Ezekiel is down in Babylon preaching this truth because they're still rebellious. After they were taken to Babylon, they still wanted to be rebellious. And he would say, no, it's going to be this long and, and the judgment will take th this long. And they say, no, it's going to be two years with the false prophets. It's just going to be two years. Even in captivity, you guys, America, you're a captive operation, right? All those cameras you got at your stoplights. everything going on they got it in stores now they got it in stores now in canada it'll see how how many pizzas frozen pizzas you took out and it'll lock the door on you or it'll stop you at the register because you took over your quota how, how much beef you took how many eggs you took it registers all that man it's right here right now you're a captive operation your wall shall shake at the noise of the horsemen and of the wheels and the chariots when he shall enter into your gates man as men enter into a city wherein is made a breach, with the hoofs of his horses shall he tread down all your streets with the Poseidon and the other nukes. It's good, guys, in less than an hour. 
in less than an hour, all this will take place. Why? Because it'll, you know, that good hour with all that water running down south, destroying all of those cities as it comes. Before water does what? It seeks its level, you know, from a mile high. And that's what we have in others. We know what their math teaches, that it goes 1,600 feet high. But God is talking about when he shakes this world at the sixth seal, especially, it's going to be a mile high water wall coming in. That's a lot of destruction happening, guys. And it's on the way. And this crier is crying out. This crier is crying out. It's on the way, man. And God's date, his first date we're looking at, April 17th, is right here. And it is in the year 50, what were you, 5782? Yeah. Yeah. 82. It's still in 82. 83 doesn't start till May 5th, guys. And that's very important for this next code we're about to read as well. And I will cause the noise of your songs to stop. The sound of your harps will be no more heard. And I will make you, this is God talking, like the top of the rock. Thou shalt be in a place to spread nets upon and you shall build no more. For I, the Lord, have spoken it, says the Lord God. Thus says the Lord God to Tyrus. And, and Tyrus New York City is a type of tire, okay? Because we're a water city, water port and everything. When you see Ezekiel 28, two chapters later from here, God talking and he's talking to the prince of Tyre and that is Satan slash the Obama character, the Antichrist, okay? Satan indwelling in him. The princes of the sea shall come down to the thrones and lay away their robes and put off their broidered garment, garments. They're not going to be pretty boys anymore. They're not going to be fashionable. All their fashions will be destroyed. Their wardrobe is gone. They shall clothe themselves with trembling. They shall sit among the ground and shall tremble at every moment and be astonished at thee. And they shall take up a lamentation for you, America, and say to you, Oh, how thou art destroyed that was inhabited of seafaring men, a renowned city which was strong in the sea, and she and her inhabitants which caused their terror shall be uh, on all that haunt it or who that go through her streets. Now shall the isle tremble in the day of thy fall. Uh, New York City is five islands, five boroughs. Okay, and there's water between each of those boroughs. You got to take a bridge or a tunnel to get to them. And it's all going to be underwater. And this is the doing of God. And God has sent his man here today to warn you, America, you need to repent. You need to turn to Jesus. Because simultane simultaneously with this destruction is the rapture of the bride of Christ. Don't you want to be part of that? Don't you want to be one of God's hidden ones where he hides you and you're not trying to hide yourself at the sixth seal? Because everybody who tries to hide themselves will be destroyed. But he whom God hides will be safe. That's us, the Christian, the bride of Christ at the rapture. And that's his elect one third of Israel whom he hides mid-trib mid in the tribulation. And when he hides you, there ain't no finding you. Amen. Until he's ready for you to be seen and found again. Hallelujah. And when he preserves, he preserves the end. We love our God. For this... For thus says the Lord God, when I shall make you desolate city, like the cities that are not inhabited, when I shall bring up the deep upon you and great water shall cover you. What? This is Ezekiel, man. This is Ezekiel talking to a people and it's God talking to us right now because God repeats his way and he sends his prophet just before he destroys an area. And he's about to destroy the area of the United States of America and Canada, North America. He's about to destroy you, and he is telling you how he's going to do it. And I will bring up the deep upon you, and great water shall cover you. When I shall bring you down with them that descend to the pit, 
with the people of old time and shall set thee in the lower parts of the earth in places desolate of old with them that go down to the pit that shall not be inhabited. And I shall set glory in the land of the living. America will be the land of the dead. And I will set glory in the land of the living. I will make you a terror. You're gonna, we're going to be a show and tell. God's going to use us, the rest of the world. I'm coming for you and my destruction will be just like that when I get to you. Though thou sought it, yet thou shalt never be found again. Say, Lord, America is done. And when God says you're done, you're done. And never again means what? Never again. Isaiah 17, 12 to 14. Woe to the... Guys, don't get mad at me. This is the plain text. I've been reading you the plain text for quite a while, okay? And God's telling us in the plain text, he wants you to apply that to America now. He's already done it in the past, but he's doing it again. And America is his next target. And he's telling you in the plain text... What's happening? You better listen. Woe to the multitude of many people which make noise like the noise of the seas and to the rushing nations that make a rushing like the rushing of mighty waters. The nation shall rush like the rushing of many waters, but God shall rebuke them and they shall flee far off and shall be chased as the chaff of the mountains before the wind and like the rolling thing before the whirlwind. And behold, at evening tide, trouble. And before morning, he doesn't exist. What does that tell you the time of day this is going to happen? Well, it's dark at evening time, and by morning light, nothing will be there. Just like God tells us in the code itself, he's telling us the exact same thing in the plain text. But people reading the plain text say, oh, that's a past history event, and so we're not going to preach Ezekiel this week or next or, you know, in the next five years because that's Old Testament. That's prophets. God says, you silly fool, when I talk through a prophet, I'm talking through a prophet. Is the Bible eternal or is it not eternal? It's eternal and it's good for right now. And behold, at evening tide trouble and before the morning, America, he is not. This is the portion of them that spoil us and the lot of them that rob us. You guys know that that was Obama. He was the big robber of America, big thief of America. You guys, when you track the Illinois and ill, every time somebody says Illinois, they're saying ill, ill, ill. Oh, that's sick, sick, sick. Then all of a sudden we get Corona. You don't think they were working rituals and all that? The Illinois lottery tells God's story. Remember, the whole lot is cast in the lap. The whole lottery is cast into the lap, but the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. The incredible numbers and dates that we have found, Sean has found, in the Bible codes match the lottery of Illinois over and over on those dates, on special dates, on the appointed times. How to be saved, guys. Bad news. We're all sinners. We all deserve to be punished for our sins. The good news, God sent Jesus Christ, his son, to die on the cross for your sins. Every Bible code has that simple, wonderful, awesome gospel. All right, let's look at another one here, guys. This one here is from the 16th as well. He did two massive codes on November 16th. Here's the second one. God will humiliate the United States through her enemies. During the chaos, Barack Obama will take his place on the world stage in the United Nations. We have codes saying he's the secretary general. They need a leader to arise up and help us. Now, mind you, listen. He's the one doing the destruction. His friend is Vladimir Putin. His friend is Xi of China. 
He's a communist. You guys remember that Barack Obama is a communist, and he's getting his communist brothers to do his bidding for him, to destroy this wicked nation that he hates. God says, boy, I hate it too. I need somebody that really hates that place. Barack Obama's his guy. Sets him up as president of the United States. Now, everybody thinks Soros did it. He thinks Soros did it. He thinks that he was assigned, and they are. But God puts it in their heart whom he wants assigned. Amen? Because he has a plan. He wants to humiliate the United States of America terribly. And in this code, it says, to the extent of their greatness. We're so great. We're so awesome to the extent of our pride. Look how great we are. He's going to humiliate us. The same proportions and then some. During the chaos, Barack Obama will take his place on the world stage in the United Nations. And the rise of the Antichrist will begin. The fall of New York City is not the end. It is just the very beginning of sorrows. Remember that phrase, the beginning of sorrows? That's when the United States is crushed and crashed very quickly. At night it happens and in the morning ain't nothing there. Where did it go? Matthew 24, this is also plain text Bible. Listen to plain text Bible as I read it. For many shall come, Jesus is saying, he's talking. Many shall come saying, I'm the Christ and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. It's just the beginning. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in different places. And all of these are just the beginning of sorrows. And here's the code. Here's what God is saying. The fresh word to fresh ears concerning a fresh kill. He's about to bring America to its knees. He has sent his watchmen crying out the prophecy that he's given his prophet. You guys know that Sean is going to be one of the two who come back in the tribulation. You better embrace that truth. You better come to know that and you better love the word that God has sent him. God calls him Moses all the way through the Bible code. As Moses gave us the first five books, Sean has given us the last six. The end cap, Moses and Moses. And he is a descendant of Moses. Great, 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 grandson. Here's the translation, Poseidon. Remember hearing that word? That is the weapon that the Russians are going to use. It is a drone that sits on the bottom of the ocean. It can, it can sit there. It can sit there for years. It has a 40-year nuclear life to it. Once they fire it up and release it, its nuclear power can let it float out there and it's undetectable. It is stealth. And it can go to its location where it needs to go and just sit there and like a flounder, get sand blown all over it. Undetectable to our Poseidons, looking for Poseidons. Can't find it and it just sits there until the day of release. And they're probably sitting in our Gulf of Mexico, five or six of them, all angled, going in a star shape, going to take out the entire Gulf, the west coast of florida the east coast of texas and everything in between okay they're sitting on the coastlines and they're just sitting there and meanwhile they're saying oh they have like six in production that's the six that's on their boat right now and we're really keeping an eye on their boat you guys remember their connections in antarctica their connections all over the world cuba they're coming in from everywhere guys poseidon here's the translation she will be equal with its glory. The great America, as great as she ever was, all 400 years combined in less than an hour, her devastation will match her glory. America 
Poseidon is secretly ambushed. They will be melted by Russia because we're so sweet. Sugar melts. Steel rusts, and then we haven't had steel backbones in this country in a long time. We're all a bunch of snowflake wussies. And that sugar's going to melt. And all of us will melt with fire and water. Okay, starting from the top. Poseidon, she will be equal with its glory. America, Poseidon secretly ambushed. They will be melted. They, America, the United States, will be melted by Russia is her idiom. And ambush, they deceived their people. Barack deceived us. All our presidents right now, they, they haven't told you that they're going to crash the banks, take your money, America, and then kill you. Don't you think it would be wise for them to take their money just before they destroy the bank? Do you see what's happening? You got to see their footprint here. They're taking your money because they love money. They love mammon. And then they're going to destroy your bank where it's located, all the computers and everything. And they'll already have a record in their new bank that their deposit was made and they'll be fine. And you have been deceived, America. An ambush, they deceive their people. An ambush with intelligent fire. That's a nuke and nuclear warfare and all the weapons. And guys, the Chinese, what we refer to as GPS, theirs blows ours away. And that's by design because why would we improve anything we're going to destroy, right? Why would we do underground cabling like the rest of Europe and everybody else has and just leave our wires up here where they can just be snapped off in a little tiddlywink? Because the plan has been out there for a long time and we have been deceived. An ambush with intelligent fire. Obama judges, governs for the time as the stage, the high place is set. War is confirmed. God just declared war in this Bible code back in November. It was finalized. He, he told us that war has been declared. American and American people, the citizens, are the target. They're the deceived ones and they will be ambushed. In this code, it says ambush three times, but Sean says there's a whole lot more times the ambush is in the code that he didn't place it there. It's ambush. God wants us to know that the whole thing is surrounded by ambush, ambush, just like the United States is surrounded by ambush, ambush, ambush. Okay? Ezekiel 26 again. Same chapter we read a second ago. And he shall set engines of war against your walls with the axes he shall break down your towers psalm 9 6 thou hast rebuked the nations thou hast destroyed the wicked thou hast blotted their name out forever they're not, never going to have kids and grandkids ever again after this all those who left behind all those jews remember in isaiah 66 god promises all the jews that their names will continue remember that he says, your names will continue. They'll last on through the millennium and through eternity. Your name will continue. This bunch who dies in New York City in the United States of America, that batch of Jews who say they're Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan, who wouldn't go back to the promised land that God gave them. They wanted to stay in Babylon. God says, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to wipe you out and your posterity. You will have no offspring. You're all dead and I will destroy your name right away. That's going to happen in less than an hour right here in the United States and probably possibly a month and five days. April 17th begins all of that. That was the day Jesus suffered for us. And all those who have refused his suffering, refused his gift, they just might do the suffering themselves. And there won't be suffering long. But for those people that live through it who are in the middle of the United States, they're going to have it rough and bad. 
immediate famine, immediate turmoil, immediate poisoning, immediate poisoning of the air, of the water, everything. Famine will be heavy upon the United States of America while the rest of the world is still rejoicing. And they're going to be clippity-clappity, oh man, all the way through the first four seals, the first five seals. And that sixth seal, God says, all right, now it's time for everybody to get included in this thing. And that's when he's going to have the sixth seal earthquake and wobble this entire world. And then that's when the mile-high tsunamis will exist as well. Got that all through the Bible codes. God is talking, God is warning through his watchman who is speaking the words of the prophet. When I get in here and I preach Ezekiel, it is the watchman speaking the word of the prophet. When I get in here and I speak Daniel, it is the watchman speaking the word of the prophet. When I get in here and read this passage in Psalms, it is the watchman speaking the word of the prophet. And when I give you a Bible code, it is the watchman speaking the word of the prophet. And you better have recognized that already. Let's look at another one. This is from September 23rd. Let's find it here. I'm sorry, November 23rd. There was three of these right together, two on the same day and then November 23rd. This code reveals the future calamities that are fast approaching. Jesus Christ is your only hope. To escape the soon to begin seven year tribulation, the world will witness, well, well let's read that as it's, as it's written. Written. The, this code reveals the future calamities that are fast approaching. Jesus Christ is your only hope to escape the soon-to-begin seven-year tribulation. The world will witness absolute chaos and destruction, which will only increase in the days, months, and years ahead. Turn to Jesus Christ and put your complete trust in Him to save you while you still can. We're begging that. We're begging that of you. Every night we say, believe in the finished work of Jesus Christ. He's your only hope. And your hope is only His righteousness in you. You have no hope outside of Him. You have no hope helping Him out. You only damn yourself greater in greater damnation to a lower and hotter hell at the great white throne judgment when you try to add to what he's already done when he already told you. The very word that spoke the universe into existence is the same word that said it's finished. Just as powerful word, a wonderful word to those of us that believe. It is finished. He has done the work. Believe in his finished work and be saved today. He's your only hope. Turn to Jesus Christ and put your complete trust in him to save you while you still can. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. A lot can separate him from your love. Don't be that guy. Love him back. Give glory and honor and praise to the Lord God Almighty. He is the only righteous judge. Amen, people. We give praise, glory, honor, laud to our mighty King Jesus Christ who rules everything. This is Psalm 7, verses 6 to 17. Arise, O Lord, in your anger. What? Hey, Joel, I got a verse for you to preach next Sunday. He'll never preach this passage that the Lord is angry and he's livid and he's ready to destroy and kill. But when the prophet comes along and says, you know, the Lord's given us a word about America and he sent me along to holler. You know, there's not too many of us hollering. There was one Jeremiah and he had eight buddies who were hollering. The rest of them just, you know, they're preaching about whatever's going on, how, how you can get your cat to get along better with your dog this morning because God made both of them and Noah had both on the ark, just taking the words of God and not even preaching today's word with it. I'm going to encourage you to take today's word of God and preach today's word of God to today's people who need it and where they stand and where they lie in the eyes, in the positioning of where God sees them. And most 
are going to be destroyed. Arise, O Lord, in your anger, lift up because of the rage of mine enemies, and awake for me to the judgment that thou hast commanded. So shall the congregation of the people compass thee about for their sakes. Therefore, return thou on high. The Lord shall judge the people. Judge me, O Lord. Aren't you thankful for that, that he's already judged you in Jesus Christ? Aren't you thankful for that, that the wrath and the judgment, there is now therefore no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, who walk in the spirit and not after the flesh. We walk in the Bible. We don't walk according to what they're preaching in the pulpits. We walk according to the Bible. That is my daily steps. 10 to 20 chapters a day, 10 to 20 chapters a day, 10 to 20 chapters a day. Uh, is that Levitical? I'm making you do that so you can go to heaven. No, I'm helping you take your next step on this planet Earth. Just read the Bible and walk with Jesus while you do it, will you? Had a lady listen to me for five minutes, five seconds. She told another lady. A lady shared our passage. Oh, I can see clearly that he's trying to get everybody under the law. What? <laughs> she didn't listen long enough. She probably heard me saying, guys, I love you very much. Good to welcome everybody here tonight. He's trying to get everybody under the law. That's five seconds of how I start my sermons. We're trying to get you out from under the law and into the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. He came under the law so he would live every law and he would be destroyed under that law so he could free us from that law. Aren't you thankful for that gospel? Holler to him, thank him in the house of the Lord that he's already been judged in our place. And these people who will not believe that are going to be judged in their own places. And every man's going to give an account of himself for the things he has done in his own body. Jesus gave an account for the things I did in my body. And he suffered for me. And all who will believe, we encourage you to believe in the finished work of Jesus Christ today and be saved. You must be born again. O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to mine integrity that is in me. And what was the first line? The Lord shall judge his people. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness. What if he did? What if he judged us according to our righteousness? He's about to in America. He's going to judge them according to their righteousness. And our righteousness is found in Jesus Christ. Remember, our righteousness means nothing until after we're saved. And then once the righteousness of Jesus Christ has been infused into us through our belief, he says, now work on your righteousness. So you start living righteously, holy. You live in that righteousness wherewith I have saved you. And we do everything to the glory of the Lord. Whatsoever we do in word or deed, we do all to the glory of God. We start out with him every day. We continue with him every day. And we say goodnight with him every day. And he's blessing us and keeping us while we sleep, recharging us, defragging us, getting the story straight in our spirit so we can wake up with a straight story tomorrow that Job taught us that that God is working on me while I sleep and he's straightening out the story. He's straightening out my conscience. He's getting all the facts right and no longer broken up in pixels, but he's bringing the picture closer while I'm sleeping. That's why sleep is important. Get your sleep, get your rest. God is working on you even then, 24 hours a day. Aren't you thankful for our Lord? Now he says, now when you wake up, I want you to hit that ground running in righteousness, doing the right thing, doing the Bible. Because why? To get to heaven, I need God's righteousness in Jesus Christ infused in me. I need to believe, and then his righteousness is imputed unto me for righteousness. I am called righteous. Now I begin to live righteously. That means bright. I begin to live his way according to the scriptures. I walk with him daily in the scriptures. And as I do that, he is accounting righteous acts of mine which later we see in the book of Revelation is called the righteousness of the saints. 
And the judgment seat of Christ is for everybody to see how righteously you lived in this body after Jesus saved you in his righteousness. And once you became righteous, God judges us according to all our works, everything we've done. He's not going to point out the bad things. He's just going to put it all through the fire and let everybody see the good things, the stuff you did for him to his glory. And that'll be your gown, your robe of righteousness that you come back to earth in. Remember that when the saints of the Lord are going to come back with him and they are, we are clothed in the righteousness of the saints, not the righteousness of Christ. The righteousness of Christ got me to heaven. The righteousness of Christ got me glorified. And we're going to come back to earth in our rank, in our uniforms. And I hope you have more than a cut off wife beater to bring back as your righteous gown. I hope you're fully gowned and fully robed. God wants that for you, and he's made it possible. Live righteously. And this psalmist here is crying out, Oh, Lord God, judge me according to my righteousness. And that's after we have already been infused with his righteousness. Oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end. Hallelujah! Let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end. But establish the just, for the righteous God tests the hearts. He tries the hearts and the reins, my defense is of God, which saveth the upright in heart. God judgeth the righteous, and God is angry with the wicked every day. Joel, most of the people in your audience, if not all of them, are lost, and they're going straight to hell. In God's eyes, they're wicked. They're not awesome. All of y'all are so awesome. And God has a plan for you. Well, no, you're all wicked, and God has a plan for you. He's going to kill you, destroy you, and throw you in the lowest hells. Very soon, if you live in American Canada... You better preach the truth of God's word, preachers. You better quit trying to make all your people feel good so that they'll come back next week. You need to preach the truth because you're about to see Jesus. You may see him today getting killed in a car wreck and you want to have done the right thing. Walk righteously with a righteous God because his righteousness is infused in you and you walk daily by the Savior's side. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Walk daily by the Savior's side. People will sing that and we won't walk that. I'm going to encourage you to walk it before you sing it. Amen? God is angry with the wicked every day. If he turn not, he will wet his sword. He's going to sharpen that sword, glisten that sword. He hath bent his bow. That means he's got an arrow in it ready to kill you, strike at your heart dead. And what we determine his arrows are today in today's warfare? Missiles. Boom. And they're ready to go, and he's got them targeted correctly. He hath been his bow and he made it ready. He hath also prepared for him the instrument of death. He ordaineth his arrows against his persecutors. Behold, he travaileth with iniquity and he hath conceived mischief and brought forth falsehood, the wicked man. He made a pit, he digged it, and he's fallen into the ditch. You know, they're going to dig into their holes and caves and whatever. And God's going to kill them inside their holes that they've digged, their ditches and their pits. His mischief shall return upon him. They have set traps for us and God's going to catch them in their own traps they have made gallows and god's going to hang them on them just like he has all the way through the bible his mischief shall return upon his own head the wicked man and his violent dealing shall come down upon his own pate aren't you thankful that god is finally going to deal with barack obama at the end he's going to let barack obama kill all the wicked god will be killing all the wicked along the way alongside him with his nibiru system that you better believe in the bible code is chock full of that truth and that's why your sky is gray today and you can't see above the clouds they're hiding something from you what the judgment of god they don't want you to know about the judgment of god so god sends his preachers along to tell you about it if you can't see it will you please listen 
according to the righteousness and sing unto them the name of the Lord Most High. This, this next passage is, let's see here, Psalm 118. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good because his mercy endureth forever. Oh, let Israel now say his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron, Aaron now say his mercy endures forever. Let them that fear the Lord say his mercy endures forever. I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. Heaven's a pretty large place. Amen. Aren't you thankful you called on the name of the Lord? Now, to be saved, you believe. You believe. In the tribulation, people will be hollering out, crying unto the name of the Lord. Right now, God expects you to believe for him to save you. He told you explicitly, per perfectly, how to be saved now in the age of the church, the church age, with Paul as your apostle. He said, believe. You must believe, believe. That's how you do it now. Are you going to listen to the Lord? Or are you going to listen to your savage lying pastors, your false worthless pastors? And then... Uh, some guys will get to that truth. They'll preach the truth of salvation and then drop you off at sanctification because they, the preachers want to live just as wicked as the rest of everybody. Not as wicked. Has anybody ever heard Barack Obama use the F word? Anybody? Because wicked men can tame themselves, can't they? And that's what a lot of religious folks do. They've tamed themselves in righteousness. And I don't use the F word. I'm righteous. Do you think Obama's righteous? Or is he a cultured, hypocrite, lying fool? And so the pastors want to get them. They'll preach you the grace of salvation, but they won't go on and tell you how to live holy and sanctified and set yourself apart with standards of righteousness. No, they don't do that. they got to have you coming back and put money in that offering plate next week. Because if they told you to do that, you wouldn't be able to go to the bars and, and the strip clubs and everything like you do. They couldn't keep you under conviction by preaching that kind of a truth. And you do that in your own house by watching TV. I don't go to strip bars. You watch rated R movies, you lying, deceived, wicked, rotten fool. The pastors are doing this, guys. That's why they won't preach against sin in your congregation. They're watching Disney. You guys know that Disney is all about witchcraft. And that's all they've been teaching ever since before you were born. In Fantasia... All right, well, you guys can read that Psalm 118 passage. We'll get to the code. Here's the translation. Code by Sean Mitchell. They will stumble into fear, which he explained to us in 57, 5782. You guys know that this was explained to us in November, and it was the year 5782. The Jews thought it was 5783 because they're on a wrong calendar. Okay, this is November, and back in their September, they changed the calendar. They got off God's calendar, and they went with Babylon and Satan and Obama on his because the Antichrist seeks to change the times and the years and the laws and everything. Okay, that's what this whole changing the time is today. This is an Antichrist move. This is a ritual. We're in the same ritual of the Jews of being on the wrong calendar, the wrong clock. We're on the Gregorian calendar. That's the wrong calendar. We need to be on God's calendar. And God commends us in the Bible code for having done that. In last night's code or the code before, where it says we stayed on the calendar. We counted and God was tickled by it because he taught us things through it. And now we begin to count on 1 April 17 when our Mackenzie put that on the board. And now we're coming to one years of uh, 52 weeks of counting. We've been counting the weeks. God's tickled with us counting the weeks and he gives us a commendation and an attaboy for having done that. And then he lets us know, I taught you a lot of stuff through that, didn't I? 
We say, yes, praise God. And little Isaac going to be with the Lord, God gave him to his mama Brooke for five years of grace, a wonderful gift she was never supposed to have because she wasn't supposed to have children. And he gave her two more on top of that. And his homegoing helped us correct the calendar. We got the calendar right in all that. And in this year of 5782, God let Sean know and let us know where he was in the calendar. And we're still in that year until May 5th. May 4th. May the 4th be with you. That'll be the last day on God's calendar year. And then it begins afresh. And so here we still are. We learned this in 5782, and we still find ourselves in 5782. He confirms the word of his servant, Sean Mitchell, my prophet. Y'all better believe that. Y'all better believe that Sean Mitchell is his prophet. You believe that Moses was. Believe that his grandson is. Sean Mitchell, my prophet, announced the horror from the code. This is a detonation to the whole earth. He was snatched away. At the time of detonation, he represents the saint today. The, we're, we're the one new man in Christ Jesus. All of us single parts are, have become a single whole, the one new man, Jesus being the head, us being the body. Sean is represented in that. So God refers to him in that as the prophet. Remember, Ezekiel was the show and tell prophet. He'd lay on his side and he would lay on the other side and he'd cut his hair and he'd burn some of it. He'd chop it up. He'd throw some up in the wind. Remember him doing that? He was the representation of all of Israel. Okay, that's God's M.O. He does that. He uses one person as an example of the whole. And he's used Sean Mitchell as the example, getting us the code. And now he also says at the time of detonation will be the time of rapture. He was snatched up. How many of y'all want to be one man in Christ Jesus with Sean Mitchell? Yeah. yeah, me too. We're going to be caught up. My prophet announced the horror from the code. This is a detonation to the whole earth. He was snatched away. He ascended to the menorah. Remember Jesus? John, on, on that day of the Lord, he saw Jesus in, in the middle of the golden candle. Six was one likened unto the Son of Man. Gold about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool. His eyes were a flame of fire. God's going to catch us up to that menorah. Amen? Behold, UFOs are going to be introduced at that very moment. Going to blame it on the aliens, those pesky Russians and the aliens. And those aliens are going to con convince us of the story that they've always been trying to preach to us in the movies. Y'all need to have peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Okay? And the guys who are creating the chaos will create the peace. Okay, and God says, no, 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 Nibiru, come here. There will be no peace. And God's going to destroy them again and again and again for 21 judgments. He ascended, we ascended to the menorah. Behold, UFOs, they'll be seeing them on earth. We might be seeing them on our way up. They will deceive for the panic. While everybody is panic-stricken, they will get the story into their souls and it, it will sink deep. And they will believe it because they did not have a love for the love of the truth. They failed the jubilee. They failed the rapture. They failed to be caught up. This is the year of jubilee, guys. The Jews declared it to be 5782. It'll be 5782 until May 4th. April 17th and 5782. I'm liking this story so far. Well, we keep looking, we keep counting, even through the uh, 106 days of counting after the, the um, wheat festival, wheat harvest. Life is resurrection. The threat began. 
right there at the rapture. We go up, the space aliens come down, the nukes come down, the Russians come in. America is destroyed immediately before morning. It is missing. Now you reckon the rest of the world is going to be like listening? Oh man, I won't be able to see my premiere of my movie that was supposed to be completed in two months from now. The actors are dead. The, the film crews are missing. People are going to base their entire lives off of the life they've lived now, worthless and dead. A couple more verses and we'll call it a day. Three times in a year, this is Deuteronomy 16, 16. Three times in a year shall all your males appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose. I think heaven's a great place on one of these feast days. What are the three feast days that men were required to come? Passover, 417, and Pentecost, 53 days later after Passover, and Tabernacles. And all that is in heaven because all of that was given to us on earth as a replica of what Moses saw in heaven. They celebrate these days in heaven annually, though they are not limited to annual time in eternity. They still celebrate them on time, the time God gave the earthling with the sun, moon, and stars. And finally, well, two more verses. 2 Kings 2.5, And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Don't you know that the Lord's going to rapture your master from you today? They knew the day of the rapture. These prophets were talking to Elisha and said, Dude, because the prophets know God will do nothing without first letting his prophets know it. You better learn who the prophets are and listen to them, the right ones, and say amen and go along with them and believe the Lord. Hear the voice of the Lord in that cry and hear the voice of the devil in the others. You better go with the truth. And they knew when the rapture would be. And they said, hey, Elijah, do you, do you know that today's the day Elijah gets raptured? He said, shh, shh. Yeah, I know. Just keep that hush. And they went on down to the next group of prophets. And what that next group say, did you know today's the day of the rapture? He said, yeah, shush. Two different towns they knew the rapture was that day. Psalm 117, 1 and 2. Oh, praise the Lord, all you nations. Praise him, ye people, for his mercy is great toward us. And the truth of the Lord, the truth of the Lord, the truth of the Lord. What? It endures forever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That was Psalm 117, 1 and 2. Let's pray. Lord God, we love you. We are so grateful for your word. We're thankful for your word.